Life is a series of circles and cycles, phrases and stages. These are your experiences that teach you the lessons of life. You can either ignore them or embrace them. Welcome to It's Your Life with James Cooley and Ray Leonard Jr., two motivational speakers that are here to equip you to strive for greatness and overcome adversity. Join James and Ray and get equipped today for the challenges of tomorrow. Now, here's your hosts, James Cooley and Ray Leonard Jr. Hello, welcome to another edition of It's Your Life. I'm James Cooley. And this is Ray Leonard Jr. Wow, Ray, man, we got a we got a great show in store for our listening audience today, man. I tell you, I'm excited. I'm excited about all the great guests that 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 we have on today. And I'm just excited about just talking about this topic that we're going to talk about today. You know, it's a common ground. Yeah, it, it's, it's, it's power pack, JC. And the fact that we have been doing, uh, I think we're close to almost 20 shows right now. And so I've been listening this past week to, to all the past shows and seeing the growth that we've been having and uh, making sure that all the discussions and everything that we bring to our public and to the audience are relevant things that can keep them excited to educate them a little bit and then continue with the motivation that we're trying to get to this world. Cause we all can use a little bit more positivity right now. You're absolutely right, man. And I tell you, man, the way that things are happening in the world today, I mean, we did not see a lot of these things coming. Uh, you have people that's uh, all in about disagreeing with the other one. We have partisan politics and, you know, we ha- have love versus hate. I believe that we need to come to some type of common ground where we all can learn to get along, get back on track and love each other. Yeah, you know, the funny thing is is now that you see more than ever that everybody goes to their corner and they're yelling from their corner, I don't like you or whatever. What you say is, is, is wrong. Okay, we can have differences. We all have differences. That That's how we were made. You know, our creator made us that way to all be different because it makes us special. But I can't hear you if you're yelling from the other side. Sometimes we got to come to the middle. You got to have a conversation and say, okay, I may not like everything that you say, but I understand that we have this common goal and this common ground that we are human beings and we want to get to a better place. And, you know, we just get, just got to figure out a way of, of doing that. And I think, first of all, I think we need to take a step back and just uh, look at the world, not as it is, but as it should be. And start living like it should be. And we need to treat each other like it should be. You know, uh, my, my mama told me, said, you got two ears and one mouth for a reason. <laughs> you need you need to listen <laughs> twice as much more than you speak. <laughs> so that, that I mean, that's my goal. And I think if we all take heed to that, to, to listen to each other, to understand well, where you're coming from, because we all the sum of our experiences. Right. And so when you just say, OK, that this person has this thought process, um, maybe maybe they had an experience in their life when they were growing up that, that you know, well, made, made them feel a certain type of way. It did. Hey, Ray, tell them about some of the guests that we ha- have on today that's going to help us uh, come to some type of solutions where we can learn how to come to a common ground. Well, we have we have a power pack panel. We have Mr. Paul Pierre on. Uh, he's a, a, a veteran of the U.S. Air Force, a retired law enforcement officer, uh, his father of nine children. He's busy. Been busy. <laughs> <laughs> we also have uh, Miss Hazel Hazel Ortega as an entrepreneur, businesswoman. Uh, you know, uh, one of the one of the smartest people I know. She's a consultant. She's a speaker. And then we have have my friend, my my buddy that we went to the same high school, Mr. Michael Polis, <laughs> and 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 he he is a, a legendary legendary speaker. He is the editor and founder and publisher of Food and Beverage Magazine, and uh, he's he's one of the most exciting people that that you'll you'll ever meet. And uh, you know he's just an all around good guy. So we're, we're looking forward to this this panel. We have people from diverse back backgrounds, and so. Um, I think we'll get to a, a consensus to say here we do have some common ground. Wow, I think we need to get started. <laughs> so, um, why don't we bring our first guest, uh, which is Paul Pierce? Uh, you read a little bit about him. Uh, yes, he's uh, the father. I mean, uh, nine. But you know, I tell you, this guy, I know him. I know him and his wife. He has the kindest heart on record. He's always looking to help someone out. And and he has this thing for educating, you know, so uh, and uh, he walked the walk. He talked the talk and he do it all. Um, he has a master's degree in public administrations. Uh, he also is a candidate for doctoral. 
And uh, he's a good friend of mine. I've been knowing him for quite some time. Uh, without any further ado, let's bring Paul Pierce. How you doing, Paul? I am doing great. Uh, it's great to be here. Finally, I've been wanting to do this for the longest time. Thank you again for the invite, JC, and thank you for the invite, Ray. I appreciate Paul, it. Yeah, Paul, we appreciate you you, be, you being here. You know, as as a as a, a citizen that, that has served this country, I mean, you served in the, in the Air Force, and you mm-hmm. also served as a law enforcement officer and an educator. And so I, I want to just kind of get your, your thought process and take on on where we are right now as as a as a country and and as a society and uh, your thought process on how we can move forward. Let me tell you, Ray. That's that, that's a good question. Uh, bring my experience into this. I can tell you from the thirty odd years that I've been working in law enforcement, also in the military, uh, throughout this country, I've. Worked on the border, uh, worked in Miami, uh, worked in Nebraska, uh, been all over the country. And let me tell you, there is way more, way, way more that unites us than divides us. So when I look at the different media outlets uh, and, 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 and there's a perception out there, especially on social media, that we are so divided uh, I'm perplexed. I'm confused because <laughs> from talking to real people, real Americans out there, we are all in this together. That's the vibe that I'm getting. Uh, and we all want to come to a common solution to, uh, we know we have common grounds. Uh, let me tell you, talking about actual common ground, the physical common ground, what I'm reminded of from those years working in uh, law enforcement is that this country that we love so much, that's the ground, and it's common, not just physically today, but in time as well. Uh, this is a legacy of 244 years of work, not just work by whites or blacks or Latinos. or Oh, it's work from all of us, not just work, but also sacrifice, actual blood, sweat, tears, and life. Um, that's what we have today. Uh, is it perfect? No. In fact, the founding fathers uh, themselves said it's not perfect. They give us something, a base to build on, something to work on. In fact, Abraham Lincoln in his Gettysburg Address also said we're working towards a more perfect union. Not perfected yet, but he did what he could. Now it's up to us. And I think we are stakeholders in this. Uh, I think we have common purpose. Uh, the, the, the thing is to make sure we not let people who want to divide us have the microphone, have the power, and really the people who want to stay united, the people who know that we have a common ground, common stake in this, to, be, to rise up and be more uh, forceful uh, and, and, and have a voice. Hence why I'm, I'm here today and, and actually say, you know, that, no, I, you're my brother and Jace is my brother, the guests, uh, I read their background. Uh, I mean, brothers and sisters, uh, amazing things that they're doing as Americans. Uh, and, and more of that unites us than divides us. And I think we have a great present today uh, and also even even brighter future. Uh, I think we should not lose sight of that. Uh, we have a lot in common. We have lots of common ground. And the things that divide us... I mean, that, that separate us are so tiny, so minuscule compared to what unites us. Right. I, I think it's hey. great. Go ahead, JC. I was, I was getting ready to uh, ask uh, Paul a tough question or with the things going on right now as it relates to Black Lives Matter. Is Black Lives less valued than others that live in the United States? Uh, what are your thoughts on that, Paul? Of course, uh, Black Lives Matter, of course. Uh, I am... A black man, uh, and when I look in the mirror, I I say, "Darn it, dude! I love you! I love you!" <laughs> uh, I am the result of many other black people who have worked tirelessly, dedicated a lot of resources to make me who I am today. So, of course, and they knew that my life mattered. That's why they made so many sacrifices uh, for me to get educated. Um, for me to be safe and so forth and so on. Uh, and likewise, I have, you heard I have nine kids, uh, uh, and, and I make sure that they themselves, uh, that they know that their lives matter and that not just in word, but in deed, of course. And I've done everything that I could and I continue to do everything that I can in my power to identify resources, to leverage resources, to make sure that they understand, they find their true potential and that they're trying to strive to get to their full potential. 
and that's how much I think black lives matter. But not just me as a black person. I think all of us as Americans, of course, we matter, of course. Uh, I was in law enforcement. We have a lot of brothers and sisters. Uh, uh, when I say brothers and sisters, I don't mean just black people, but all of us. Uh, uh, in blue out there, uh, they matter. We all matter. But of course, more particularly, since we, the question is, do black lives matter? Of course they do. And we should do everything we can um, to affirm that, not just to ourselves, but to our children, uh, to our communities, uh, to make them understand that we do matter. We, we do love each other. Uh, and we want to protect each other. And, and we are all in this, again, back to the original question about common ground, we all in this together. Yes, Black Lives Matter, it starts with love. I love myself. I, I love you, Ray. I love you, JC. Uh, I love my brothers and sisters out there. I love my children uh, so much that, of course, they do matter. And I will do everything and anything in my power to make sure they achieve their true potential. I appreciate you saying that. And I thank you so much because... You know, we, when we look at it, and we talk about common ground uh, and talking about, uh, you know, uh, having to to get along with with each and every person and figure out, you know, the backgrounds. You know, I, I don't like everybody in my family most of the time or some of the time. <laughs> so, you know, because we all have differences, but I, mean, I still love them as as my brother or my sister or my my, my father and mother, you know, and, and I and I have to understand because they are your family. Um, hey, well, you know what, Ray? We're going to have to take a station break, and we're going to come oh, back, uh, and we're going to pick up. We're going to come back and continue to talk with Paul. It's your life. I'm James Coley. And this is Ray Leonard Jr. James and Ray have more motivation and inspiration for life's challenges still to come with It's Your Life. Country Boy, City Boy, A Journey That Ain't Over Yet, The True Life Coming of Age Story by James J.C. Cooley. Using humor, wit, and engaging storytelling, James paints a picture about his arrival in a rural deep south town and realization that life would never be the same. Cooley lays out his struggle to adjust from city life to country life and back again, sharing his hard-earned lessons to educate, encourage, and enlighten our next generation of leaders and heroes. Get your copy of Country Boy, City Boy, A Journey That Ain't Over Yet by James J.C. Cooley available on Amazon and everywhere books are sold. It's Your Life is back. For more lessons on life, visit CooleyFoundation.org. Now here's your hosts, James Cooley and Ray Leonard Jr. Hello, welcome back to It's Your Life. I'm James Cooley. And this is Ray Leonard Jr. So, uh, wow, the, the JC, before, before we left, I was, I was getting ready to ask Paul a question, but I, I do want to, I would be remiss if I didn't say thank you to, uh, to our sponsor, to Goldsmith Financial for, uh, for being a part of the show. We thank you. We thank you for the support to be able to bring, you know, this information to, um, you know, to, to the world. So, um, but I also had a, had a, uh, a question for Paul before we left and, uh, you know, Paul, I want to ask you as a as a Haitian American, mm-hmm. you know, you were an immigrant, and then and then as an officer, I, I want to know or tell the audience about your experience from being an immigrant coming in here, but also being a person that served this country uh, from a not from military, not just a military standpoint, but from a law enforcement standpoint. Absolutely, thank you for the question, uh, Ray. So yes, I'm an immigrant from. I was born in Haiti. I came here when I was seven years old, um, and I've adapted. And been adopted, adopt, adapted to life here in the United States and been adopted by the United States. Uh, and I feel at home. This is a home. This is my country, of course. Uh, and uh, I, as we said earlier, you know, I have nine kids, all of them Americans. Um, and they are fully integrated into American society. I make sure they're aware of the sacrifices made for them on their behalf by people of all types of background, a lot of ethnicities. You know, uh, maybe about 10 years ago, I had the privilege to uh, tour Gettysburg, the mm. battleground uh, in Gettysburg. And, and um, the, the guide uh, from the National uh, uh, Park Service was giving us the tour. Was talking, he was a historian himself. He was trying to take me back to that day at Gettysburg uh, during that battle. It was July. Uh, it was muggy. Oh man, I can only imagine what it was like on top of just the weather alone was 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 bad. But on top of that, thousands and thousands of soldiers lay dying or dead in the battlefield. He said that people who were present wrote an account of the way it looked to them. They couldn't see the green of the field because it was so soaked with blood. Well, that blood, once it spilled, 
you couldn't tell because there are Union soldiers there were black uh, and, and, and there are, uh, most of the Union and the rebel soldiers were uh, white. You couldn't tell from the spilled blood which is black mm. and which is white. Right. It was just all red. And uh, that's the lesson that I have absorbed for myself. I've internalized, I've processed, I've accepted, and that made me true American, but also to pass that on to my children and anyone who's willing to hear that you have an inheritance. We're heirs to this great country. But it's a, what a beautiful prize, what a beautiful inheritance that we have. And the people who passed on that inheritance to us, uh, they're of all stripes, all colors, uh, all backgrounds, all nationalities. Um, and what will they want us to do with this inheritance? Of course, not the divisiveness we have today, not the infighting, not the petty uh, fights that we are having today, not the cancel culture that we have today. They would want us to do what Abraham Lincoln said. We need to keep working towards a more perfect union. Uh, and that's what I want to do. That's what I want to encourage everyone to do. And that's what I, uh, anyone who would like to listen, anyone who would like to my help, or anyone who would like my assistance, or is, even if it's just prayers or just positive thoughts your way, um, especially listeners on Facebook, uh, even if it's just positive thoughts your way, I want you to know that. We are all Americans. Uh, we are all in this together. Uh, whether it's me, uh, was born in Haiti, who migrated here to the United States, or whether you were from somewhere else, or you're Latina, Latino, uh, from Europe, from Asia, wherever you may be from. But once you're here, you're an American, you're part of this experiment, part of this society, you are an heir to that inheritance. That's not squandered. It's a precious inheritance. The blood that was spilled in Gettysburg and Tietum and so many other battlefields to get us to where we are today. What a waste it would be if we just, in an affront to the effort, the sacrifice of these people, if we were to just squander it and keep squabbling and fighting each other right, uh, like right, we're doing today. Right. And then, but to talk, to talk about someone that, that has uh, that's, that's taken a, a advantage of, of the opportunity and, and really created, you know, her part in being a more perfect union. I wanted to segue and bring our, our next guest on as well because uh, Miss Hazel Ortega has, has done some amazing things and it's all a part of the uh, American dream. And, and, and so, uh, you know, she's a businesswoman, she's an author, she's an educator, uh, and she's such a fantastic person. So, now, when we look at the diversity of what we have in this country and the opportunities for everybody, it's just amazing to see. And so I love to learn from everybody that is, is here that comes out. So we have these amazing guests on. So I want to welcome Miss uh, Hazel Ortega to the show. Thank you, Hazel, for being here. Oh, thank you. I'm, I feel very privileged to be here. How are you doing, Hazel? So happy to have you here. Great. Uh, hey, I want to ask you, uh, you just uh, you got a book out, a new book out called From Bounce Checks to Private Jets. Can you tell the audience a little bit about that? Well, the book shares how my mom shot and killed her boyfriend and became a fugitive for five years before spending 12 years in jail. Mm. And uh, her story easily could have been my story if, if I wanted a sob story. But I wanted more than that. And the book is about how I rewrote my story and how anybody else can rewrite theirs. Wow. Well, you, and you talk about the mastery of miracles. And, and from what you're saying, I mean, I, I heard you heard your story. I had a chance to, to check your book out, Hazel. And um, it, it's incredible to, to see, you know, where you came from to the success that you've obtained. So what made you want to want to write the book and what made you want to tell your story? Because I, I know for me, it, it was just very difficult to talk about, you know, my past and, and how I got here. And I didn't never know whether it's going to help somebody. Yeah, I highly recommend for everyone to write their story. Um, it's a whole other level of intimacy. Um, I'm a speaker, and I, I would believe I was an average speaker, good speaker. But once I really shared and let people see the real story, it was like uh, into me see, right? Like see all my pains. And that really helped me get free of myself and then become the kind of speaker that people don't stop talking about. And I wrote the book because I grew up on welfare in a poor neighborhood. I mean, there were drive-by shootings almost every night. And then, of course, you know, like I said, both my parents spent decades in jail. I raised my two brothers and I didn't even finish high school. 
And in spite of that, I went on to build my career and I became a psychologist. And then I launched a multi-million dollar business from my garage. And that's a miracle. And I want everyone to know that that's possible. So that's why I wrote the book. And my hope is that everyone that reads my book can create these kinds of miracles in their lives too. What does a mindset mean to you? Uh, a mindset is your, how the world occurs to you. It's your belief system. So you're not going to take action on something if you don't believe in that. So the mindset evolves, right? So I went from uh, overcoming and, and having challenges and just surviving mindset. That was my belief that I'm just surviving as long as I can eat and pay my bills, I'm fine. From then I had an opening and I wanted to better myself. So my mindset changed to becoming the best version of myself. When that started happening, my mindset evolved into, um, you know, uh, thriving and abundance. And then right now my mindset is creating miracles, like making things happen that weren't going to happen anyway and easy and effortlessly harnessing like all the resources I have. And that's mindset to me. So I believe that we can make miracles happen. That's my mindset. That's, that's awesome. And, and it's, it's great that you, you talk about mindset because one of the things that I, that I always uh, preach is that, you know, your experiences shape your vision. And so, you know, when, when you look at, you know, when Paul was talking about him being an immigrant coming from Haiti and looking from your background and, uh, my biggest experience, my biggest gain to to me, my education, I always talk about it being me being able to travel and seeing people from different backgrounds, seeing the world a different place. Um, what have you seen that is is similar to to kind of what what you wanted to achieve from you know, coming from where you came from, from uh, others that you work with and educate now? Um, what have I seen as far as what, what holds people back or? Yeah. Yeah. What holds people back? And then what is the similarity of people that get to, uh, you know, the point of the success that they want to achieve? Well, the similarity is like I, my, one of my businesses helps injured workers return to work. So they go back to school and they get a better job later. And what holds those people back and most people is their sob story. So they have reasons why they cannot be successful because I'm injured, because I'm older, um, because I don't speak English. We have a story because my parents didn't go to college because nobody taught me that. It's a story that we have a broken record, right? It repeats, it repeats, it repeats. Once you get over your sob story, anything is possible. You have to recognize your sob story, though, of and then there's more, right? There's a soft story. You, you, you break out of that one and then you find other soft stories. Like I can't have love because, uh, because my parents never taught me how to love. So we have a lot of stories and we need to catch those stories. And, but once you, you realize you have a story, you become addicted to, to squashing that story mm-hmm. because once you become aware of them, it's kind of like the saying, um, to know your insanity is your way to sanity. <laughs> So, you know, you're inventing yourself. Yeah, you know, you have to know yourself. I tell you, we're going to take a station break, but we're going to come back and continue our discussion with Hazel. It's your life. I'm James Cooley. And this is Ray Leonard Jr. James and Ray have more motivation and inspiration for life's challenges still to come with It's Your Life. Build a better business today with Launch Team Consulting. Launch Team Consulting provides human resources, change management, and ethics training for businesses and organizations looking to create a culture of excellence. Launch Team Consulting is here to increase revenues, productivity, and teach you how to launch your business to new heights. With over 90 years of combined experience, the staff at Launch Team Consulting can help improve business performance and strategy. Visit LaunchTeamConsulting.com to learn how we strive to help business owners develop a solid foundation and solid building blocks of leadership so that they can flourish. Launch Team Consulting also offers executive coaching too to help business leaders achieve professional goals. Contact Launch Team Consulting at 619-940-6362. That's 619-940-6362. Or visit LaunchTeamConsulting.com. That's LaunchTeamConsulting.com. Putting you on the path to success with Launch Team Consulting. It's Your Life is back. 
For more lessons on life, visit CooleyFoundation.org. Now, here's your hosts, James Cooley and Ray Leonard Jr. Hello, welcome back to It's Your Life. I'm James Cooley. And this is Ray Leonard Jr. So be, wow. be, be, before we left, James, you know, Hazel was talking about uh, you know, your, your obstacles and your barriers to, to success uh, getting, getting in your way and, and people trying that you have to find a way to, to get to where you need to be and uh, not see the obstacles as, as insurmountable, but see them as just a challenge for that point in time. Um, so I, I, wanna, I wanted to ask her, I mean, so you know, your, your, uh, your book, the, the best-selling book is, is from bounce checks to, to private jets. And so what was it, the, the major thing that, uh, that made you feel like you had gotten to the point that you uh, were past your obstacles and, and, and things that you struggled with in the past and, and you were right there where you wanted to be for achieving the American dream? Uh, well, once I got over my sob story, I, I started to dream and I realized that I always dreamt within my means. Um, so I would never dream of having expensive trips because I knew how much money I had in the bank. One day I got prompted and I designed my future life in five years. And then before I knew it, everything that I said I wanted, I had. Mm. And when I saw that, the powerful, the power of vision and intense planning versus life just happening to me. I had it that life happened to me. Like I was just surviving, you know, I was just going with the flow of everything until I became intentional and I designed my life. And so today I I know what I'm going to look like when I'm 95 years old. I know where I'm going to live. I know how much money is going to be in the bank. I know who's going to be with me. That is so such a powerful tool, even designing like what we're talking about right now, a beautiful world. Like that's what I have in, in my vision is that we are going towards having a beautiful, peaceful, peaceful world. And that gives me so much power right now today and action today. Oh, that, that is that is so amazing. You talk you said it perfectly, a beautiful world. You know, if we have that all have that common vision of having a beautiful world. And, you know, for me, one of the most beautiful things that I know we have common ground is, is I think we all love great food. <laughs> we love love great food and be entertained and and Hazel you you've uh, been in in the in the food and in the and and uh, business as well right you have a restaurant yeah I have one of LA's top best restaurants and uh, so my I started a lot of businesses and uh, the foundation of all of them is to make to improve the quality of people's lives. <laughs> So anything that with that, that does that, I'm, I'm in. <laughs> so, so now you know why I did that, because that's a segue for our next guest, Mr. Mr. Michael Pollitz, who is the founder and publisher of Food and Beverage Magazine. He's one of my, my really good friends, and uh, this guy, like, he doesn't hold any punches. He, he has the energy, and he makes you feel good. So, Michael, welcome to the show, brother. Hello, Ray. Hello, JC. I see JC's got a little tiny water bottle. I'd like to see him have a little bit something, maybe a water sponsor, something a little bigger than that. He must be going through those pretty quick. Yeah, we, we, we're, de- we're definitely looking for for more sponsors, too, to keep our show rolling. But, but water's always good for us. How you doing? How you doing, Mike? Oh, hello. Unless his hands are really big and that's just a normal size water bottle. I don't know what's going on. <laughs> But I'll tell you, Hazel, what's, Hazel's like inspirational, right? Oh, man, it's, like isn't she, she? Did you hear that? And Paul, and, and, and the one thing, if you put these two together, because I read their bios and their backgrounds, and it's true, the common ground is, like, it's food, right? Like, Paul comes from a Haitian background, and, and if you notice, you know, right now it's a bad time with all the restaurants and everyone's, you know, worried about, worried about really um, staying open and being able to survive, right, in the restaurant world because of all the requirements right now. Um, but Hazel has a great outlook on that. And you don't see that very often. And, and she even said, as you see these sob stories, that's mainly what you hear, right? It's the sob stories. Right. Yeah. So, so yeah, like, like, let's elaborate on that because, you know, uh, everybody is, is having struggles right now. And I mean, the life, life has changed around us for business. And as, as business people, as entrepreneurs, as, as people out in the community, we have to figure out a way to adjust you know, and sometimes life is going to always throw you curveballs. And so that's been the, the, the thing with, with, with me and everything in my business is like, okay, I got to find another way. So tell me about what you're seeing, um, you know, within the, the restaurant and hospitality industry, um, you know, as a, as a publisher. Um, what, what are you seeing right now and in the struggles that the restaurant industry and the uh, you know, food and beverage industry is struggling with right now? 
Well, you know, you know what you have to say. It's true. Life always throws you curveballs. You know, my best friend and one of your close friends, Tyson, always says, "Everyone's got a plan until you get punched in the face." <laughs> right, right. That, that's what's happening. We're getting punched in the face right now. <laughs> <laughs> right. So we're being we're bring, we're being punched in the face right now, right? But I'm seeing, and I think Hazel may agree with this, right? Being in the restaurant business, when you start, like I just wrote the book, Guide to Restaurant Success, right? So as you're starting to think about opening a restaurant, opening a business, you're doing this, everybody's throwing you negative stuff anyway, but something's inside of you and it's like a fire and it's like burning away all the negativity, right? So I think right now these restaurant owners have to sort of pull back and remember where's that spark, man? Where's the spark that everyone said, you're going to go in the restaurant business, you're crazy. And you still did it. It's inside of them. They need to find that. They need to come back and find it. Rethink how they're doing things. It's just a little bit of rethink, reimagine, right? It's, it's a little pivot. It's nothing spectacular. Right. They can do it. Right, yeah. Wow. Hey, Mike, what are some of the consistent challenges, if any, you see in the hospitality industry? Well, one of the, one of the I love it that, that JC said, wow, because I have never heard him say that, and I feel like I'm, I'm above him. I'm like, I don't even know. I, I, don't, I, don't, I don't bow down right now. Um, <laughs> One of the biggest challenges, other than other than picking yourself up, shaking yourself off, and going easy on back down that road, right? Which is a hard thing to do, but they got to do it. They've got to figure out ways to re-engage their customers, right? People were there; they had a business. Now, if you look, I was just running around California, and there are restaurants that are doing better than they were doing before, because, quite frankly, they have the windows are open and they're doing window service. There's lines out the window, right? So it's imagine it's reimagining. And, and, and don't hold back and don't sob story. And, and that is such, such important because the truth of the matter is there are, there are ways to, to get your product out and re-engage people in a way that they need to be engaged today in a safe way to do it today. Yeah, and, and, and it's, it's great that you say that because you know, we're talking about common ground and what Hazel said and what Paul said. Uh, you know, there there is a especially common ground with with, with food and, and and drink and community because we're always going to have that no matter what. I mean, for us to be able to be a society, we got to eat. <laughs> we we got to have something to drink. I mean, at I least love it, to eat too much. Yeah, at least I, mean, I, live, I live in wine country, so at least I got to have a glass of wine every once in a while. So, uh, so t- tell me, tell me how that you know. Uh, bringing people together from a distance standpoint or, or a reimagined standpoint is, is affecting everything else that's going on within the, uh, the industry. Well, I'll tell you this. I just recently interviewed a woman. I, I, I was trying to look up her name. I can't believe I forgot it. She was the most inspirational woman in the world that I've ever met. And anytime there's any, any issue, we'll look at sweet potato pie. She, she goes out and she makes and brings sweet potato pie, and it brings everybody together, right? Mm. She just did it in, she's from Minneapolis, right? So she did it in Minneapolis. She goes to any time there's a problem, Atlanta, wherever there is some kind of not common ground, but for some reason, she goes down there and brings people together, and they literally talk over sweet potato pie. She'll make hundreds of them. And that's what she does. And it brings people together, right? And it's not about, she's not trying to make money. She doesn't even have a business. But she doesn't even have a business. She just makes a damn good sweet potato pie. Mm. And it stops everybody from fighting and arguing, and they sit around and eat. I'm going to look up her name right now while J.C. comments on that. <laughs> <laughs> you know, wow. You know, that, that, that is fantastic. Now, you know, that is a way of bringing people together. I mean, at least in the South, with you know, good, good food. You know, so uh, that, that is right. fantastic. You know, so, her name is Rose it, McGee. J.C., Rose McGee. And you guys, Rose know, everyone should look up Rose. You should have her on the show. She is an unbelievable woman. It's comfort. She, it, she calls herself Rose McGee of sweet potato comfort pies. And she wow. doesn't even have a business. Wow. She doesn't have <laughs> She's doing this for, for nothing but love. Well, well we don't have, 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 have to get Rose to send some sweet potato pies into the show. I think a guest will appreciate that. <laughs> oh, absolutely. Hey, Micah, with major hits in the hospitality market, are you optimistic about uh, the future? You know, I, I live in Las. I made a choice a long time ago to live in Las Vegas. I, I don't know why I did, but I do live here, <laughs> and uh, I'm seeing a lot. You know, you, you hear, you see a lot of congregation, a lot of people, and yeah, I think everybody's yearning and wants to get. I just think it has to be in a safe way, and I think that once they, I think it has to be funneled right. Once it's funneled into the safest possible way, 
everyone's still going to hospitality industry is still going to thrive. Because remember, JC and Ray, when you, if I'm going up to Mexico to have wine and wine country, I got to stay someplace, right? So that's yeah, right. the hospitality industry. Right. So that once everybody figures out how to do it in the right way, and to make people feel safe and comfortable, the people that really are worried, right? Because um, some kids and millennials, they don't worry. They just run around like maniacs, right? Yeah. But guys like Ray and I, our age, JC, you'll hit that age at one point. But <laughs> oh, 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 oh. Hey, thank you so much, Michael. <laughs> I mean, it's but just, I, you know, the common ground thing is so crazy. Ray, do you know they're trying to change the name of our high school? Yeah, yeah, I, 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 I saw it on Facebook and I, and I put it in there. I said, you know what, just just call it Ray Leonard Junior High, and we are, and it's good to go. <laughs> well, you know what, Ray, Ray and Michael, we're going to take a station break, but we're going to come back and continue our scum conversation with Michael. It's your life radio. I'm James Cooley, and this is Ray Leonard Junior. <laughs> James and Ray have more motivation and inspiration for life's challenges still to come with It's Your Life. The J.C. Cooley Foundation is a nonprofit organization that was started in October of 2014. The J.C. Cooley Foundation continues to strive to expand its programs and offerings to the youth, young adults, and citizens of our great communities nationwide and overseas. We hope that you'll be able to take part in one or more of the many exciting events that we're offering this year and experience firsthand the pride we take in supporting our cause. It's our mission to equip the youth of today for the challenges of tomorrow, and we rely heavily on the generosity of individuals and business owners for support. Without the assistance of community-minded individuals just like you, we wouldn't be able to serve our youth each year. We ask that you make a commitment to support our annual appeal by making a cash donation. This year's goal is $50,000. Your generosity will assist us in making a difference in the lives of the youth in our community. You can give online at CooleyFoundation.org. Remember that every donation makes a difference regardless of size. The J.C. Cooley Foundation thanks you in advance for your contribution. It's Your Life is back. For more lessons on life, visit CooleyFoundation.org. Now, here's your hosts, James Cooley and Ray Leonard Jr. Hey, welcome back to It's Your Life. I'm James Cooley. And this is Ray Leonard Jr. Ray, we're having fun. We're getting educated. We're learning. And, you know, I'll tell you, um, just like the title of our show, Common Ground Today. I'm talking about this segment. And, Michael, you left off. You and Ray were talking about renaming the high school, elementary school. At the, no, <laughs> no, not the know. elementary school. Hey, <laughs> <laughs> Dad, no, we just talking about our high school. So we both went to uh, to Winston Churchill High School in Potomac, Maryland. And, uh, you know, there's there's been a up, up, uprise and some upheaval. And so there was a conversation going on on, on our Facebook or on our alumni page, and it was talking about, you know, changing the name of the high school. So, you know, that, that's going to be an interesting discussion because that, that's one of the topics I want to bring up in, in, the, in this roundtable. So, but like I, like I said, uh, Mike, I, I think Ray Leonard Jr. High uh, slash poet Michael Polis High sounds good. Well, I think that we're both going to have a problem because I think it's going to end up being called Boo Palmer High. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, you got the Heisman runner-up, so yeah. <laughs> that, that might be it. We can't get that guy. We can't. Neither of us can beat that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, we we can work on it and wish about it. So, you know, but 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 talking about about common ground and talking about you know different backgrounds having different views. You know, uh, you know, uh, Paul talked about him him being an immigrant from from Haiti. So, I want to give give you you and Hazel both a, a chance to tell talk a little bit about your backgrounds and, and what shaped your vision and why do you why are you guys so positive and. Uh, how everybody else can have that same kind of thought process and motivation. So, Hazel, do you want to go first? Sure. Thank you. Ladies first, right? (laughs) (laughs) Um, Well, a little bit about my background. My parents are immigrants from Mexico, and um, I'm really present to, um, you know, being grateful to be in America, and um, I do travel a lot, and I know that, um, I'm, I'm grateful to my parents for coming here. Even though we were poor growing up, we weren't nowhere near as poor as we could have been if we had been in, in Mexico under my parents' um, financial situation. So I'm really grateful to be here and for all of the opportunities. And I do believe that in America, you can make all your dreams come true. Um, I, I am also at the same time present to uh, inferiority complex. So my mom and my parent, my dad, um, made it very clear that we were here 
you know, as a second class citizens, like that white people were better than us. Mm. And I, uh, I couldn't even, even in subtle ways, my parents teach us this. My mom didn't let me date anybody. But then when I found a white boyfriend, that was okay. Mm. And, uh, you know, that kind of set a narrative. And until just recently, I do a lot of personal development work. And I think that that's what's changed things for me. First of all, I became a psychologist. And that helped me solve my problems. I didn't know how to solve my problems other than fist fighting and arguing. Um, so at 36 years old, I was fist fighting with my sisters, even though I was a psychologist. Wow. I, I, I did that too. I was fist fighting out with my sisters, my brother. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I don't want to do that to my brother. Like, like <laughs> but personal development is what really got me unstuck. And I learn about myself every day. And, and my purpose is to be better today than I was yesterday. And I've learned just how to solve my problems and how to vision something better for myself. Um, and it is true right now. What makes me sad is the narrative of um, calling immigrants that come here undocumented, calling them illegal. And so what that happens is that it dehumanizes people. So it makes it okay for um, to beat them up, to arrest them, to deport them, to separate them from their families. That's the agenda, to dehumanize people. We call them illegals. And I feel that that's the same thing that was happening that, to black people. Um, because of the color of their skin, there's this agenda that they're scarier, that they're dangerous, and it dehumanizes them. And look at the you know, incarceration rates. Uh, it's, it's, it's people of color because of this. So for me right now, what's happening with all this clash and all, all it's, it's coming to the surface. It's beautiful because we're dealing with it. Uh, we can sweep it under the, under the rug, but, but it's real, right? There's right. another quote that is, um, uh, feelings buried alive, never die. So we have to deal with this. And, th- and this is what's happening right now. This, it seems like a breakdown, but in reality, I see it as a breakthrough dialogue is happening and I'm really excited about it. Yeah, that's good. I, I, I appreciate you saying that and be, pre- appreciate your candor and being open and honest because we can't just put our head in the sand. We have to be able to have a conversation with each other to be able to talk through our differences and to see where we have a common ground. So I, I appreciate you being o- open with that, Hazel. And, uh, you know, Michael, tell, tell me, tell us a little bit about, about your background as well, brother. You know, I think I'm a little bit luckier, thank God. You know, my dad was a doctor. He grew up, you know, in, in Silver Spring, Maryland, you know, uh, out there. And, and my dad literally worked his way up from nothing to become a doctor. And we moved to Potomac. And I was lucky enough to have a good education. And got, I did college, but I was always, you know, taught the right way, the right way to think. And I probably should have been a lawyer or a doctor, but instead I decided to, you know, do my own thing, like a crazy guy that we are, right? Right. Um, but even though we were, and Ray grew up around the corner, you know, Ray grew up not too far from me, and, and, and we were, you know, our dads worked their asses off. I mean, that's the main thing. Like, these guys busted their, their for us, right? Right. So, and they also didn't let us get, like, my dad, and I know Ray's too, because we didn't get away with nothing. Nothing. <laughs> no. You know, there, there was no, there was this, there wasn't, there was no, there, we weren't allowed to be snotty little kids. We weren't allowed to be little rich kids. We weren't all, you know, it, it was what it was. And I think that that upbringing certainly helped because the people that were around us and, you know, Ray and I talk all the time, we know these guys, you know, their parents just wanted to just hand them money all the time. And did they grow up to be good people? I don't know. I mean, I'm who am I to judge? And I, don't, I just know that I'm not friends with them. <laughs> you know? right. Um, right. Right. That led me, that led me to a place that says, Hey, I have to fight on my own. You know, I, you know, my dad and I know Ray's dad, they don't hand us any money. That's for damn sure. As much uh, as no, we had. No, not at all. Not at all. <laughs> I, I, would, I, wish, I wish my father would give me give me something. I mean, <laughs> hook me up. You know what? But he, he gave me opportunity. And so, I mean, that's that's one of the greatest, greatest things. And so I want to bring that up as, as part of talking about common ground and uh, about everyone being able to have an opportunity and that being a space because – uh, you know, Hazel talked about her background. You know, Michael, I, I, I came from a kid from the hood in Palmer Park to be able to live in, in Potomac, Maryland, the same place. And you and I had the same you know, experience pretty much, you know, after I got to high school. And uh, and then Paul, we're talk, talking about Paul's experience. So I want to ask you this question, Paul, um, actually all of you guys and say, what encourages you about, you know, knowing that 
we have examples of people that came from different backgrounds, socioeconomic status, uh, different spaces, but we all have gotten to a place where we want the best for everybody else that's coming behind us. Of course. Uh, for me, uh, when, when I think about this country, uh, the opportunities that it, it presents, the give you a little bit of a background. My grandfather was an illiterate, couldn't read, uh, all right, goat herder, not a shepherd. No, he yeah. was a goat herder, yeah. right? And, 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 of course, his grandson, myself, I ended up being in law enforcement, serving in the military and all that stuff, but getting a master's degree, and I'm a candidate for the doctoral degree. But also, his great-granddaughter, my daughter, graduated from Harvard. Uh, I have kids who graduated from UVA and so forth and so on. So this is a place where really hard work, and, and, and all of us are capable, unless we, are, we have some kind of disability, but all of us are capable of hard work. I, I admire what Hazel said earlier, uh, coming from East LA. She didn't let that deter her or her parents' negativity deter her. She stuck to a plan, a plan of hard work, and hard work meeting opportunity equals success. And when we are all successful, uh, it makes for a much, much better world. Uh, I don't see too many fights at country clubs. <laughs> oh, I, I've, I've seen some fights at country clubs. No, Mike, Mike I, I show we've seen some fights at country clubs over, over who, who hit the tennis ball, over who's going to Yeah, the but those ball. are minor fights. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but it's, it's, all, it's all perspective, right? Of course, of because because we, t- we talk about the experiences of, of everybody. And you know, we understand being an immigrant or a minority, you can have different challenges from, from, from others. And so mm-hmm. that conversation doesn't have to be separate. Of us saying here, we all have a, we want to create opportunities for everybody. Of right? course. So we can appreciate absolutely. the differences and appreciate the struggles of, of each each person or each community, but also say here, you know, there, there, of we course. want opportunities there. I come from a mentality of uh, abundance uh, and uh, infinite possibilities. The, there, is, there are no limits to the pie. The pie is infinite. If I get some, doesn't mean there's no, none left for you. Right. There's enough for everybody. Right. <laughs> And uh, so that, that's my perspective. And I think uh, there, there are other hazels out there waiting to happen, waiting to break free. And, uh, and it would be great if I could have the opportunity or Hazel or Mike or you or JC to, to show them the way, to help them out. What, wh- how wonderful that would be. Um, the more hazels, the more Pauls, the more rays out there, the better we, we would be as a country. Love it. Let me see. These, these are the type of discussions that we need to have, um, you know. And I think to be open and not get offended by everything that, you know, is said, you know, be, between each other, but to try to understand where we're coming from. You know, if, if I if I'm upset that he OK here, I, I have to climb up this ladder, but I have a shackle on, on my leg that's going to make it harder for me to climb up the ladder. Doesn't mean I don't have the opportunity to climb up the ladder, but you need to appreciate that. Yeah, it's going to be harder for me to climb there. And we need to address those things, too. We need to address those things and we need to step back, like I mentioned earlier, and just look at things that we have in common or that we can uh, you know, bring together, talk about, you know, and, and you know what? It's all about making the world a better place. And in order to do that, I think we have to make ourselves a better person. I mean, and we have to learn to love each other, not hate each other. Uh, if we have problems, let's talk about it. Yes, yes, and and, and uh, JC, you know, we're we're winding down. I, I think I think this is a discussion that we may have to have a part two of this because I think it's uh, much needed. But I want to give each one of the guests a chance to to tell the audience, uh, you know, where they can find you uh, to promote your business, more information. I want to thank Goldsmith Financial for being a supporter and being our, our sponsor too. But uh, Hazel, you want to tell our guests where they can find you? Yeah, sure. Thank you. I would love it if everyone would go to uh, my website, themasteryofmiracles.com, uh, dash free, and download my free visioning uh, exercise and create the dream life that you guys want to have. It, it, it'll be a game changer, I promise. Awesome. Awesome. How about you, Michael? Uh, you just find me at uh, Google Food and Beverage Magazine, and there I am. You'll see my pretty smile. I saw... One of the pictures that JC must have plugged up with me and Nate Tyson boxed a little bit. So I don't know what's going on with that, JC stalking me. Yeah, Google Food and Beverage Magazine, pick up, pick up my book if you guys want. You know, there's a whole little section about Ray in there when he was a little boy. It's a great little story. Awesome, awesome. And, and Paul, you want to tell the guests? Sure, of course. Uh, 
you can find me at Paul Pierre, that's P-A-U-L-P-I-E-R-E, all one word, at gmail.com. I love to mentor young kids. I, we were talking about that just two seconds ago. To oh, help yeah. someone climb up that ladder, whatever it is extra that they need, uh, I would, if I cannot provide myself, I have some friends out there. I'm sure I can hit them up and have them volunteer and help you out. If I can hey. do that, that would be uh, definitely a worthwhile endeavor for me. I want to thank all of our great guests uh, here today that that came on the show. Uh, So happy to have you. want to thank uh, our listeners. And Ray, it's that time where, you know, I I, I just hate to end when we're having such great fun. Yeah, uh, but we got to do it. We got to pay the bills and and they're going to kick us out of here if we don't. (laughs) But uh, you can find me at RayLeonardJr.com as well. And you can find me at uh, James Cooley um, Facebook. Uh, www.cooleyfoundation.org and I tell you what thanks so much guests thank you so much and we will be back at the same time same station next week it's your life I'm James Cooley and this is Ray Leonard Jr. peace everyone join James and Ray next week at this same time for more It's Your Life where you'll learn how to dream big think big and be big for more about James Cooley and Ray Leonard Jr. how you can support the show or become a guest visit CooleyFoundation.org come back next week at this same time for more motivation and inspiration on how you can become equipped today for the challenges of tomorrow Country Boy, City Boy, A Journey That Ain't Over Yet, The True Life Coming of Age Story by James J.C. Cooley. Using humor, wit, and engaging storytelling, James paints a picture about his arrival in a rural deep south town and realization that life would never be the same. Cooley lays out his struggle to adjust from city life to country life and back again, sharing his hard-earned lessons to educate, encourage, and enlighten our next generation of leaders and heroes. Get your copy of Country Boy, City Boy, A Journey That Ain't Over Yet by James J.C. Cooley Available on Amazon and everywhere books are sold.